Hello and welcome, dear listeners, to the ATS2257 podcast hosted by Daniel Goldblatt. Today I'm going to discuss how binge-watching has changed long-form television forever. Binge-watching is emerging as the most popular mode of watching television for younger viewers. Studies have found that up to 80% of 14 to 31-year-olds indulge in binge-watching at least once a week. Now, this is both a cause and the effect of the binge-scheduling paradigm adopted by Netflix, in which entire seasons of television programs are released at once, which is in stark contrast to the week-by-week release schedule adopted by traditional long-form broadcasters like HBO. So how did we get here? Well, traditionally television programming consisted of either strict episodic or strict, strict serial form. Over the past three decades, long-form TV has emerged as a new model of storytelling on the small screen. This model, which Mattel refers to as narrative complexity, exists on a spectrum between the extremes of strict episodic form, most commonly seen in sitcoms, and strict serial form, most commonly seen in soap operas. Long-form television amalgamates both forms, building on complex, cumulative narratives whilst maintaining a semblance of episodic coherence and resolution. In the pre-subscription video-on-demand era, long-form television was typically broadcast on a weekly basis. Viewers tuned into the broadcast simultaneously and had no control over when or how to watch. This primary broadcast was eventually supplemented by DVD box sets in the early 2000s, which is really the genesis of binge-watching. The narrative complexity of long-form series like The Wire and Twin Peaks encouraged fans to purchase box sets so that they could control their own viewing of the text by binging episodes, using the pause and rewind features, and other, other things in order to gain a deeper understanding of the complex, intertwining plots of these series. This shift to viewer control was taken up most prominently by young, time-rich, middle-class viewers who were willing to pay to avoid the advertisements and the other distractions associated with traditional flow broadcasting. The dominance of viewer control has been accelerated in the internet era, and especially by Netflix. The dominant subscription video-on-demand service has hung its hat on the full-season dump binge scheduling paradigm. Series released in this format, most famously House of Cards, tend to display hardly any episodic coherence. The seriality extends across episodes and even across seasons, which creates a new kind of viewer-controlled flow, which has been further encouraged by the introduction of Netflix's post-play and skip intro functions. But, to my mind, the bingeable paradigm doesn't suit all long-form television. Complex or forensic television, what Mattel calls drillable television, remains dependent on appointment scheduling. Shows like Game of Thrones and True Detective, I feel they need the shared cultural experience and forensic fandom created by week-on-week broadcasting. A recent University of Melbourne study has shown that appointment watching tends to increase retention of a show's plot lines and increases enjoyment of a series overall. And this makes sense when considering that drillable television, its success relies on audiences being engaged and remaining engaged throughout the course of a 10-week series. So I would argue that the binge-scheduled paradigm paradigm has not subsumed long-form television, but has split long-form television into two distinct forms. There's bingeable shows, which tend to be more disposable, they tend to be shorter, um, but they tend to be more intense because of the way they're watched in short, consecutive blocks of time. 
And on the other hand, there's appointment shows, which tend to encourage obsessive fandom external to the broadcast. Audiences are encouraged to delve deeply into their complex narratives and use the time between broadcasts to absorb and speculate. And these two forms are reflected in Mattel's descriptions of spreadable and drillable media. Spreadable shows aim to accumulate eyeballs for a short period of time without necessarily encouraging their viewers to engage further with the text once the broadcast is finished. By contrast, drillable shows engage their audiences deeply and lead to complex engagement with the text. So the question is begged, is binge-watching is the binge-watching phenomenon bad for long-form television? Does the disposable nature of bingeable TV undermine the hallmarks of quality or prestige TV? Well, on the one hand, you could argue that bingeable television has replaced the passive role of broadcast television for the younger middle-class audiences who have migrated to SVOD services. This would undermine the textual engagement commonly associated with long-form television. Binging, with all its negative connotations of indulgence and instant gratification, is arguably what we watch when we're waiting for our next appointment television series to grip our attention. But as Mattel warns, it is disingenuous to think of the bingeable and appointment television modes in a hierarchy. Both bingeable and appointment television are equally legitimate forms of cultural engagement, and their value to viewers is completely dependent on the individual viewer's goals and context. So, dear listeners, please, if you want to binge, please, go ahead and binge. Please join me next time when we'll be discussing screening diversity. I'll see you then.